Let us be attentive. Be attentive. Titus, my son, the grace of God has appeared for the salvation of all men, training us to renounce irreligion and worldly passions and to live sober, upright, and godly lives in this world, awaiting our blessed hope, the appearance of the glory of the great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all iniquity, and to purify for himself a people of his own who are zealous for good deeds. Declare these things, exhort and reprove with all authority. Let no one disregard you. But when the goodness and loving kindness of our God and Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of deeds done by us in righteousness, but in virtue of his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal in the Holy Spirit, which he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that we might be justified by his grace and become as in hope of eternal life. Peace be with you, the reader. Wisdom arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Let us be attentive. At that time, Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented, and when Jesus was baptized, he went up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him, and lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom... I am well pleased. Peace. 
peace be with you who proclaim the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. On this great day of the Feast of Theophany, the baptism of Jesus Christ our Lord, it is not out of place, I would say, to remember another baptism, that baptism which was performed over each one of us, that baptism at which each of us gave a promise that is even promises to God, that we would always renounce Satan and his works and would always unite ourselves with Christ. This is especially fitting, certainly to remember, on this present day. The solemn rite of the great sanctification of water, which will be performed very shortly, its center, its main part, one could say, is the majestic prayer wherein the Lord is glorified and the grace of the Holy Spirit is called down upon the waters being made holy. This prayer begins with the beautiful words, Great are you, O Lord, and marvelous are your works, and no word is sufficient to praise your wonders. Whoever here, which are many, I'm sure, has been present at the mystery and the celebration of the sacrament of the mystery of baptism knows that the prayer at the sanctification of the waters in which a person will be baptized begins with these very same words. And the first part of the prayer is completely the same, both at the great blessing of water and at the performance of the mystery of baptism. And so it is altogether appropriate to, in a sense, relive our own baptism on this day and reaffirm our promises made to God, promises etched in heaven itself, say the fathers of the church. Think seriously, my brothers and sisters, about what it means to reject and renounce Satan and everything to do with him and to join yourself to Christ, to be clothed with Christ, as St. Paul says in Galatians. If we made a vow to renounce Satan in all his works, then in fulfilling it, we ought to strive not to stifle our soul with the frenzy of the world, but to reject it and to remember how the church says one thing is needful. Only one thing is necessary, and to remember that we must continuously join ourselves with Christ again and again and again. That is, not only fulfilling his commandments, but also endeavor to never, ever be separated 
from him at all. Think upon these things, my brethren, on this day of the radiant and great feast. Think and pray that the Lord send us firm faith and the resolve to fulfill our baptismal vows, to continue to live them out, and not to be swallowed up by the frenzy and the dark spirit of the world, and to lose our connection to the Lord, with whom we promised to join ourselves forever. Today's festival of the Lord's baptism is called Theophany, which means a manifestation, the presence or appearance of God. But it's interesting that the Greek calls it ta theophania, literally the theophanies in the plural number. Now why could this be? Well, first, because God, the Word, Jesus Christ, appeared in the flesh to the human race. The incarnate Son of God, of whose birth, when he was born, only a very few knew about. And his baptism now appears manifestly unto the whole world. For his baptism is, as it were, his solemn inauguration of his public ministry. But at the very same time, the worship of the Trinity was made manifest, as is sung in today's festal hymn. All three persons of the Holy and Divine Trinity appeared for the first time in their distinctness, which is also why this feast is called the Feast of Theophanies. Men heard the voice of God the Father. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. God the Son accepted baptism in the Jordan from John. God the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove descended from the Father unto the Son. In this way, the clear worship of the Trinity was made absolutely manifest for the first time, which is why the church sings thus in the hymn, and why, again, she also calls this feast the Feast of Holy Theophanies. But let us think of one more reason why it is a day of Theophanies in the plural. It is because as each one of us received the light of knowledge and of faith at baptism, so also on this very day, God is to be made manifest again in each one of our souls. St. Paul said today in the epistle that the grace of God has appeared for the salvation of all people. Divine grace shines forth so that something can happen in the lives of people while still living in this world, in this very life. What happens is that we are to react to God's appearing to us by specific works of conversion. Theophanies happen on this day because all of us are directly touched by God, and he is revealed and renewed in our hearts. When we respond to God's appearing, the result is absolute and unwavering hope, the hope that fills our existence now and the happy expectation of another appearing, another theophany, which is that of the final glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, which is to come at the end 
of the ages. And we will participate in the second appearing of Christ only on condition that we love the first, St. Paul said, and prove our love by our godly lives fulfilled in godly deeds. May God the Holy Spirit descend upon each of us. May God the Son be formed within us. And may God the Father look down and smile on you and me, saying, This is my beloved child, in whom I am well pleased. To God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be praised forever. Amen.